Hello, hello. Welcome to your next pit stop. The one pit stop you should be taking to know everything there is to know about Formula 1. Um, a disclaimer, I tend to talk a little fast sometimes, so please excuse me. So anyway, you know how everyone has that one story of how they met their partner, the love of their life, their best friend. Well, there was like a sitcom with nine seasons about it. And that's basically what every movie and TV show these days is about. So I think it's only fair that I start with my story of falling in love with Formula 1. And I wish I could tell you that I love the sport so much because I've been around motorsports since I was a kid and that I'm a go-karter and all that cool stuff and whatnot. But full disclosure, I'm partly here because of Drive to Survive. Please don't kill me. So I had this friend who was absolutely crazy about the sport and he still is. And he used to go on and on and on about it. And he got my best friend addicted to it. And I had to know what it was all about. That's when I came across Drive to Survive. Now, Formula One has a lot of drama. Like a lot. Trust me. I read something once that said, Formula One is 1% driving and 99% drama. And honestly, amen, sister. I mean, there's always something happening on or off track. And that's possibly why the women that follow the sport follow the spot. That and the cute drivers. Eventually y'all will know who I'm talking about, just keep listening. I'm kidding. So there's just something so intriguing about the whole sport, be it the driver market, the tracks, the regulations, the sprint races, and yes, even the recent dominance of a certain Brackley team. But I mean, all the drive to survive barely discovers what the sport is actually about and trust me the editors are crazy good at their jobs it reels you in it reels you in faster than the last fuck boy you were talking to the only difference being that drive to survive sticks around and that you can go back to it without being embarrassed and ever since i've started following the sport i cannot stop talking about it i'm absolutely obsessed in the best way ever I always want to know what's happening. I always want to know what the drivers are up to, personally and professionally. And when I do stop talking about it, I wait for someone else to bring it up so I can talk about it some more. God, I'm such a fangirl. Okay, so I'm going to stop ranting about this for now. Trust me, I can go on forever. And maybe try and talk about something that might help you learn more about the sport. But before I begin... Uh, it's imperative for you to know who actually competes in the sport. So there's 10 teams of constructors who compete in the constructors championship and each team has two drivers racing for them. So there's 10 teams who can compete in the constructors championship and 20 drivers competing in the world drivers championship. Cool? Okay, so let's talk about the major players in this 2021 season of Formula 1. And we're going to start in the order of last year's constructors championship winners. But first... What is a constructor? Teams in Formula 1 are known as constructors. Why, you ask? Because they construct their own cars. Duh. Okay, no. So constructors are people or corporate entities that design key parts of Formula 1 cars that have competed or intend to compete in the FIA World Championship. Cool. So now. First up, Mercedes. Seven-time world champions. And that's honestly all I have to say about them. Under that, Sir Lewis Hamilton, called the goat of the sport, has 95 wins to his name and 7 championships. He's been trying to make the sport more inclusive and I think he's succeeding. 
Oh, he was also awarded with a knighthood last year. And he features on the Forbes list of world's highest paid athletes. Fancy, right? Valtteri Bottas, often known as the second driver of Mercedes, he's constantly trying to prove his mettle. Will 2021 finally be his path to glory? He certainly seems to think so, but then again he says that every year. I genuinely hope this year is different. Next up, Red Bull Racing Team. This team is constantly looking for a driver who can match Max ever since Daniel left. They have four championships to their name, all of them with Vettel. Hmm, what does that say about them? Max Verstappen. Known as their star driver, he was set on his path to become Formula 1's youngest world champion. But that didn't happen, obviously. Um, but he does bring his A-game every time he drives, which is more often than not. Sergio Perez. Said to be the only man who can give any sort of competition to Max since Daniel left Red Bull. His first win came last year and we certainly hope it was not his last. McLaren. Possibly my favourites for this year, are set to be the team back on their path of glory. They came third in the Constructors last year, and with a Mercedes engine this year, and a power-packed driver lineup, I really don't see anything stopping this team. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm biased, okay? Lando Norris, F1 racer, gamer, streamer, memer, pro video editor, milk drinker, golfer, and now, drummer. He's had a rich history in F2 and F3 and had a great start to the season last year with his first podium. Hopefully this year is even better. Daniel Ricciardo. Funny man came into Formula 1 and stole our hearts forever. Fondly known as Daniel Avocado or the Honey Badger, he's famous for his overtakes. No, seriously, see the previous races. He's also famous for his shoeies, which is something he does every time he gets on the podium. And he got back on the podium twice last year. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully, we see more showies this year around. Aston Martin Cognizant, previously known as Racing Point PWT, previously known as Force India. Returning to the spot after more than 60 years, it is indeed a landmark moment in history for the team. Also, with a four-time world champion racing for them, maybe this is exactly what the doctor ordered? Sebastian Vettel, possibly the most solid guy on the grid, good racer, amazing singer, and just an overall wholesome human being. 2020 was rough for him, although who wasn't it rough for? There was even a time where people thought he would not have a seat for this season, but well, here we are. This four-time world champion needs to return to his glory days. And oh boy, are we all here for it. Lance Stroll. I'm going to be honest here, I don't really know a lot about this dude. But people often say that he's in the sport because of his father, who is a major stakeholder in the team. Lawrence Stroll. Bahar Kavijaymalia. Um, he's consistently improved over the years though. I mean, sure, he's had his bad days. But hopefully, we see more of him this year in the front. Oh, also did I mention, they got James Bond for their car launch. So cool. Alpine, previously known as Renault. This team has improved massively in the 2020 season of Formula 1. With three podiums and being fifth in the championship, 2021 can only be better. Well, hopefully. With the two-time world champion joining a team for the third time, her third time's a charm, eh? Fernando Alonso. 
the man who won Renault their last two championships is returning to the team, and I don't think they could be any happier. He recently suffered a bicycle accident, but is perfectly okay now, as is evident by the fact that he was present at pre-season testing this year. We have to wait and see, though, if he can bring Renault or Alpine back to the top again. Should definitely be interesting. Esteban Ocon. Ocon drove for Force India before it converted to Racing Point and for the year 2019 was taken under the Mercedes wing. He returned to the sport in 2020 as a replacement for Nico Hulkenberg, sad jacks only, and did an okay job, I guess. I don't really know much about him, I'm sorry. Ferrari. Ugh. Where do I even begin with this team here? So people who don't know a lot about Formula 1 more often than not associate it with Ferrari. To them, Formula 1 is Ferrari. And I mean, they're not wrong. They have a rich history as far as the sport is concerned. 2020, though, was nothing less than a disaster for them. What with going from being a top 3 team to barely being able to compete with the midfield. God alone knows if this season is going to be any better. Charles Leclerc extremely famous for her shenanigans on Twitch last year, particularly the one where his girlfriend had to subscribe to his Twitch because he, wouldn't, he, he wasn't opening the door. Oh, and for dressing up like a banana and for re-recording the Formula 1 theme song, he keeps proving himself over and over again. Even with the car that he had last year, he managed to extract a few podiums. This year, hopefully, you know the car's better and he does have some solid competition in his new teammate. Carlos Sainz, the smooth operator, sorry, you had to hear that, often also called Chile, hails from Madrid Racing Royalty. His father with the same name is a racing legend, and I must say, Carlos Jr. seems to be following his footsteps with ease. Never in a race have I ever seen him get flustered or angry, and he has always been as cool as a cucumber, be it on track or off. Hopefully, Ferrari does right by him this year round. Alfa Tauri, Previously famously known as Toro Rosso, this junior Red Bull team is nothing but fireworks. This is the team where every Red Bull driver from the academy starts and then gets promoted and sometimes sent back. Although I feel like it'd be wrong to still call them a junior team, I feel like now they're constructors in their own rights. Pierre Gasly, man, has he had a roller coaster of a ride in his years in Formula One. After racing for Toro Rosso for the season of 2018, he was moved up to Red Bull to replace Ricardo as he moved to Renault in 2019. Although, disaster struck when he was constantly compared to Max and what he delivered wasn't enough. He was sent back to Alpha Tauri mid-season and honestly, I feel like that was the best thing that could have ever happened to him. He thrived all of 2020, he even won his first race and I could not be more excited to see what he does this time round. Yuki Sonada It's very hard to believe that Yuki only started out three years ago. Yup, that's how quickly he progressed from Japanese F4 to Formula 1. In the 71 years of Formula 1, a Japanese driver has never won a world championship. Hopefully, he redefines history. Alfa Romeo Formerly known as Sauber, this team has been connected with Formula 1 since 1950. Yup, that long. Fun fact, this is also the team that Leclerc first raced for in Formula 1 before he moved to Ferrari. The cars are usually reliable, the livery for 2021 is absolutely beautiful and, you know, hopefully faster. Kimi Raikkonen, the Iceman, 
the man who drives an F1 car because it's its hobby. The man with the best lines. He's a meme. He's a meme more than a meme itself. Oh, I should mention this. He's also a world champion. Antonio Giovinazzi. As much as I remember from last season, I think he's the driver who moved up in each and every first lap of every race. That's definitely something, isn't it? He made an impressive debut two years ago and hopefully gets even better this season. Haas F1 team. Most famous for their team principal Gunther Steiner, he's a gem of a person, trust me. Oh, and the recent Mazepin controversy. Oh, and the fact that Roman Groja survived a life-threatening accident this last year. This all-American-led squad with new Russian money is in fact the youngest team on the grid. They fell very low last season with scoring only 3 points all season. Let's see what the season has in store for them. I have said season too much, I should stop. Hopefully, not more controversy. Mick Schumacher The Schumacher name returns to the spot and I'm so excited. There isn't any doubt that Mick has entered the spot on his own medal. He won the F3 championship in 2018 and the F2 championship last year. Hopefully, he lives up to his father's name and makes as many records as he did. Hopefully more. Nikita Mazepin Hashtag we say no to Mazepin has been trending everywhere for quite some time now and with good reason. Some time ago, a video came out where he was sexually assaulting a woman who it was claimed was his friend. But that does not make it okay. No investigation was undertaken and no action was taken against him. He issued a statement about this at a recent Haas F1 car launch where he said that he made a huge mistake and is not proud of his actions as a new F1 driver. But well, Williams Racing. Williams has constantly been a big name in Formula 1, but it might be for entirely different reasons these days. Once a team whose success could not be beaten is now barely scoring points every year, if any. So Frank Williams recently sold the team to Doralton Capital and hopefully a new era begins. George Russell Famous for his shirtless pictures and streaming skills, Russell the Rocket is also famous for constantly outqualifying his teammate in his two years in the sport. What he's known even better for is his one-off with Mercedes last season where he took Hamilton's place when he was diagnosed with COVID-19. Although he did score his first point of the season, the weekend was no less than a heartbreak. If not for a mishap with the pit stop and a puncture during the later stages of the race, Russell was well on his way to his first victory. And I really, really hope he gets the car he deserves this year and for the years to come. Nicholas Latifi During the 2020 season, he was the only rookie on the grid. His most impressive year has been 2019 when he came second in the F2 Championship and we can only hope he gets better in the F1 Championship as well. And it was when I was halfway done with this piece that I realized I should also talk about the team principles. But wait, who are team principles? (laughs) I'll just make another episode about that. But yes, that's all I have for you today. Um, Thank you for tuning in and next episode will be up very soon. Thank you. Bye bye.